Ladies and gentlemen, this is the 58th episode of Concerned Dabs Podcast. I am your host, Katie M. Kane. Our guest tonight, ladies and gentlemen, is Lady Furnish. Um, I, I believe she's out there on the East Coast, uh, but she's been all over and she has a whole bunch of cool stuff to talk to us about tonight. <laughs> Are you with us, Lady Furnish? Can you hear us okay? I'm here. I can hear you loud and clear. Awesome. Awesome. So, uh... I'm, I'm thankful you tuned in uh, early and we, we were able to troubleshoot which, which device and everything we're going to use for audio and video. So um, thank you for taking the time to do that. It, it makes a huge difference and it makes everyone else's job easier. But uh, yeah. So uh, on the flyer, I always try to come up with uh, like a cool little 10 word sentence, right? To say what the people are going to talk about, you know, and I, I like I was messaging you like, hey, how about this? And you're like, yeah, that's cool. And then, like, two minutes later, you're like, actually, say this. And you're like, no, actually, say this. She's like, sorry, sorry, I should have said that from the job. I'm like, it's right. cool, man. Like, for real, I want you to be happy with how you're presented. And, you, you know, like, I, uh, whatever your brand is, I would like you to re represent it how, however you choose to, you know. I don't, I don't want to we, – we try to keep it ganj, but we've got a lot more entertainment folks who are – really awesome interviews and involved in cannabis too. So we've been leaning that way the past few months. And right um, it, you actually, uh, you actually came recommended from old boy, Cali love. So right. it's like, yeah. shout, shout out. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah, man. He's a really cool cat, man. Like, yeah, he does a lot of good work in the community. I've, I've been following him for a while now. Um, it would be really awesome to connect with him and, people in his community one day in, you know in real life which is like one part of my journey which I'm sure we'll get into later is like just the beauty of how social media can can bring people together who are you know trying to obtain the same goal it's it's a lot of fun no doubt I agree and uh creating cool content around it too man because I've I've been to a lot of conferences for cannabis and shit you know and it's like I rarely am impressed by the guy speaking into the mic, you know, but sometimes I am. And I'm like, oh, I'm like waiting my turn to ask him, you know, and he's just like, this guy right here, what's your question? Right. You know? and that, those times are fun, but they're few and far in between. So I, I did the interview part of it and talking to people one-on-one -on -one and letting them share their stories. So um, the, the, the topic of the show, I guess, was uh, cannabis inequality in the industry. Um, I don't know where you want to start. I guess my question is, uh, like, how did you get involved in the industry and start like becoming like, like, where are you from originally? Like, whatever you like, whatever you want to say as part of your origin story. It's like, you know, like, let let us know. Like, we, uh, it's our first time meeting you, first time talking to you. So right, right. Well, yeah. um, I I will say I'll make a a clear distinction right now that uh, I'm I'm it's not that it's not so much that like I'm against the industry side of this whole, you know, cannabis movement thing, whatever you want to call it. It's just that I'm against <clears throat> oligarchies and, you yes. know, just monopolists and, and uh, watching the same, you know, rich white men who were screaming, lock them up in one decade. The next they're saying, you know, owning businesses in in different states and and making millions and billions of dollars that's that's the one thing that like irks my nerve 
And so yes, yes. I'd say I'd say I call what I do is call out the bullshit in the industry as yes. much as I can. I'm not like I wouldn't say I'm some you know uh, internationally known person that has a huge following and no no you know, no we don't care we don't care because uh the the message is what's important and honestly i, I dig a lot of what you're saying right now <laughs> and on the show i have to be somewhat journalistic right on my social media i can be like yeah fuck these guys <laughs> fucking chads you know what i mean like whatever but uh, on my show i gotta try to be somewhat objective you know so we need someone like you to say what you're saying right now you know and, and share your experiences with it too like because i'm sure you've been in multiple states you know and right uh, I'm, I'm sure that's that's you know so keep going i'm sorry for interrupting but yeah but like, no yeah, actually I'm, I'm i'm originally from uh, a very small town in florida central florida uh called lake wales and lake wales. Um, yeah look it up it's right outside of orlando like Okay. So is that south. Disney Disney World is in Orlando? Yes. So okay, you can cool. go to Disney. Uh, you can go to Wet and Wild Land. There's all kinds of theme parks and stuff like that. But uh, so yeah, exactly. That's what you think of when you when I tell you I'm from Florida. But I'm you just go maybe like 30, 45 minutes south of that, and it's like a you know rural area, small town. Cow pastures everywhere, orange groves, you know. That's there's, cool. you yeah, have, like mean, alligators and shit down there. Yeah, yeah, Damn, yeah. Damn, fuck. <laughs> I don't know, bro. Like, the, like I could randomly run into an alligator when I'm walking down. Like, the, I don't know. Like, that's, I would my really need a gun. I would need skin. a gun at all times, you know? Like, fuck. My, my mom's got a like tanned alligator skin on the back of her couch. Like, Dude, she's got, she caught <laughs> so she caught one said, is that what you're saying yeah yeah she caught an alligator i mean they go they go fishing and hunting and she's that kind of girl uh my mom Die. Die. yeah she's a she's a unique individual that woman there uh <laughs> she has two cows right now that she's that she's raising that's that's funny to talk about but anyway so being i'm from florida uh, like I started smoking weed when I was the first time I ever smoked. I was 13 years old, what? and uh, I don't know. I I got into a lot of stuff when I was a teenager and in my early 20s and all that good shit. But yeah, yeah. But just want, you know, yeah. growing up in a place of like real strict, hard prohibition, like Florida, Florida does not fuck around, you know. And then neither does I was, Idaho. I bet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But we're, they're good for those potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> Worth. But anyways, so I <laughs> I moved to uh, Colorado when I was 25. I was like, I got to get out of here. I got to see some shit. I'm going to go somewhere where it's legal to smoke weed because I, like, I'm not going to quit smoking. No, I'm just going to go somewhere where I'm not going to get in trouble for it. And so I did the whole Colorado thing. It was fun. Um, what year did you move there? 20, it was 2015. Tight. So you like did the bud tender thing or like the production thing? Like what, what, what was the, or were well, you just No, I was more of just a consumer when I lived in Colorado. I oh, was okay. just like, I remember the first time I walked into a dispensary, I was just like, 
oh my fucking god this shit is crazy like i just walked in and bought legal weed i got a bag in my hand now where do i go to smoke it that was the only issue but no colorado was cool i really liked it because um like i feel like out of all the states that have legalized on some level that colorado has really i I don't know done it better than most other states but that's just that's just from off of what i know like uh, yeah they wrote it really well and and you can you can still grow your own right it's like right exactly that's what i was just gonna say i appreciate that you know while yes there is a a dispensary every other business when you drive downtown in denver that's awesome but at the same time like people are allowed to grow too and at you know when i was first living in colorado that really didn't mean much to me but now that i've lived in maryland uh and you know growing up in florida i've realized like how important that is to people to be able to grow their own weed it and is, man. So now I'm out here like digging holes in the backyard, making gardens and shit. Like I've come a long way. <laughs> Good for you, girl. Good for you. Mitchell's like, yeah, Mitchell made a dope ass garden this year, man. He, he sent oh, me the God. fucking the, the plot on, on, you know, he had it really organized too. I'm like, dude, this is going to kick ass, man. Like it's so much fun. It's yeah. really just getting your hands dirty and watching things grow up. I'm like have this new excitement when I wake up in the morning. I was like, I gotta go outside and check my plants and see how like they look different today, you know? Yes, dude. Yeah. So in in the state, are you in Maryland right now? No, actually, that was that was my next um, move was to Maryland. I I lived okay. there for a year. Actually, it was like specifically to work on this uh, political campaign to. Uh, get rid of this congressman who put this crazy like budget rider on uh, on DC when they passed uh, in 2014. Oh, there's always a bunch of shit hidden in the back end of that man. Right. Just just like a fucking mortgage loan, yo. It's like, <laughs> they don't read past page 30, man. Put it in page fucking 53, and it's it's good, you know. Right, right. So no, this 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 congressman, his name is uh, Andy Harris. He he represents. Uh, a congressional district in Maryland, and um, my roommate now, who is also like kind of my boss, it's a dynamic relationship. Um, work. He, he he's work. He started working on a project uh, where he rented a house in the congressman's district to rally people to vote against him in the next election, so that we could remove this rider that's currently on DC. Yeah. Um, prohibiting like sales and uh, you know basically like legal recreational dispensaries. We don't have any of that here yeah. because of this rider. So it's pretty ridiculous. It you know puts people at risk because people are still having to go to the black market and buy shit that's like unregulated, untested. Yeah, blah 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 blah. Yeah. You know people are getting shot at pop ups and it's just like all bad. Yeah, and it that's gives, rough, you know, man. it gives the whole thing a bad reputation. It does. Because, man, when I was in AZ, I, I only had my card for the first year, but there was, like, little pop-up sessions where you could buy a table. And, you know what I mean? Everybody who comes through the door has their card, and it was, like, dope. But right. there, was that, there was times where it didn't feel safe. 
you know what i mean where there was two cops mm-hmm. in the parking lot and it's like holy shit i gotta fucking pack all this up and try yes. to get to my car somehow you know but a shooting would be like fuck there's gonna be a lot of cops outside and they're gonna want to yes. talk to everybody and what's in your fucking trunk john yep. you know like fuck i mean even so in it, like it just, yeah in the I, neighborhood I just, right right down the street um you know there's like cbd shops and things and the na- one neighbor complains and you got the fucking SWAT team there like busting doors down and shit it's like for so weed. ridiculous for weed yeah for and cbd at that like seriously yeah it's just it's it's so it's it's dumb it's a waste of resources it's a waste it's, of taxpayer money it totally it's a is waste of time like nobody's turning into a junkie no kids are starving no like you know what i mean like nobody's brain is fucking rotting you know what right. i mean like it's it's fucking making us a little bit sharper in ways that we don't understand because we've just been programmed to say it's bad it's it's funny it's funny that you bring up the phrase like our brains are being fried like i've sat in so many uh hearings in on the capitol and also in annapolis and in maryland where you know we sit there for hours and hours and we wait for our bill to be called on and we go read our testimonies and then you get the opposition to come up there and it's like the things that they say are just it, it, it really it makes you want to fucking just scream like and you can't and interject. you have to be quiet in there yeah you already had your turn fucking hippie you know? that and that yeah. and the meeting is being like recorded so I, i've had i've sat in meetings where i've just gone absolutely ape shit in my chair and then watched it later and then saw myself in the audience and I'm like okay yeah. I have to refrain myself next time because I look like a psychopath out there. <laughs> Dude, serious. I, I man, I, I listen to every show that we do now, either on Sunday night or Monday morning, just because it's like, yeah, I, I gotta analyze myself. Cause when I look at my I didn't always have a camera when I was fucking flipping out at work right, or something right. like that. You know what I mean? And I wish I would have because I'd be like, okay, don't don't do this next time, John. Exactly. So, yeah, then uh, Maryland was there for a year for that project. And then I moved to D.C. So I've been here since April of last year. Tight. And um, since since I've been here, I've gone to California like four times. I've, I just got back from Alaska not too long ago. Dude, uh, what was that like, man? <laughs> Uh, that Alaska was cool. Like, it was, was it wreck up there? Yeah, yeah. The, you and, can and like the, twenty-one and up. You can just go to the store. Damn, yeah, tight, yeah. man. And you can grow your own out there too. So that's yeah. Um, yeah. It, the the really cool thing about Alaska was like I, I'm so used to walking into a dispensary and having to like go through this front room where you know there's a security guard with a gun on him and you know I have to give him my ID. And then they'll let you through. I'm so used to going through that process. We get to, I get to Alaska. I go to the first dispensary, and there's like none of that. They just ask you for your ID. Like you don't have to check in with some security guard. Blah blah blah. It is so laid back. Word. The prices, the prices were uh, depending Expensive, on which shop right? you went to. I found one place that was really good in prices because they were vertically integrated like they yeah. grew their own shit and they packaged so, it and everything somebody so. with game from down here moved up there and <laughs> was like no nah, we need this this and this and we're gonna crush it so that, yeah 
Oh, yeah, the quality was really good, too. And another thing, it's really nice to, like, you know, have a bud tender that also grew the weed that he's selling you. You know, you can yes. ask questions. You can, yeah, you can. There was, there was a few times in 2014, 2015 where I had that. You know what I mean? It was like, no, nah, I grew this Obama Kush. I didn't use any nutrients. I made the soil just compost right. tea and water. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, fuck. Yep. That, it yep. felt good. You know what I mean? And that shit sold first just because, you know, I was proud of it, you know? Yeah, I, I, you know, back in Florida, I was just happy to get what I could. You know, I was getting 20 bags out of a, a you know, twisted up sandwich bag. Like, yep. that was the normal thing. And then, and then we, uh, you know, we went on to the plastic containers and at that point in my life in Colorado I didn't really I don't know I just wasn't like aware of as many things as I am now um, yeah like nowadays I, before nowadays, we started the show I, I mentioned no till and you were like ah no till so I was like cool it's yeah, it's cool I, it's cool that someone from the east coast understands what that term means and is positive about it oh well you know wait i mean like wait uh, until i tell you what what i do um okay, so okay. I, work, I do social media for uh, a cannabis brand called brother david's out in california okay and if you've ever heard of the soap brand dr bronner's oh uh, yeah bro yeah <laughs> My youngest so, son's mom, she's super vegan, super healthy. Like, that's the only shit she fucking uses is that Dr. Yes. Brunner's for, for her hands or in the shower or shampoo, whatever the fuck. Yeah, so basically... Dude, that's David, tight. That's, yeah. Good girl, you're stunning on me right now, man. Way to go. <laughs> so David Bronner, the grandson of, of, you know, the guy who started the company, he... Um, he created a nonprofit cannabis brand called Brother David's. So like, we don't like grow wow. any weed or anything. We just um, work with farmers who are farming regeneratively in the sun, in yeah. natural soil, you know, with yeah. fairly paid farmers, the whole thing. And so since Dude. we still have federal prohibition, um, they teamed up and created this um organic certification for cannabis and cannabis farmers called sun and earth which actually is available in washington because we do have a few um what? sudden earth sun and earth certified sun and earth certification okay yeah so it would be sun I'm writing and earth, this down. Sun and earth dot org sun and earth dot org and so the few, uh, we've got a couple of farms out there that are Sun and Earth certified. There's uh, East Fort Cultivars. I don't know if you've ever heard of I them. I have. They're in Washington or they're in Oregon? Yeah. No. Oh, you know, you're right. They are in, in Oregon. But I've seen a, them, dude. Like, yeah, one. East Fort Cultivars. Now that it's I like, think of it, there's a farm called Puffin Farms that is Sun and Earth certified. It's okay. in Washington. Okay, I'm gonna look for them. Puffin Farms. Puffin Farms, and they grow some. I've never tried it before, but their Instagram is popping. Yeah, there's this these guys. They're called Kush Kush, uh, K H U S H, and then the okay. next one is K U S H. Like, like I don't I don't understand. I I want <laughs> I, I, I hit them up, but you know, I feel like those guys probably get a lot of IG messages yeah, and really. shit, and they're like, "Fuck this guy, who fucking cares?" But, <laughs> I, I'm a fan hey, of their work because, yeah, I, I am. I'm going to, you know, I got to stay diligent. Like, it's it's cool that the artist people holler back, but I, I want some of the weed people to 
holler back too. But those guys do uh, no-till indoor, and it's it's really fire, fire weed. The way they package it is in a yeah. glass jar, and you can get an eighth oh, for twenty-five, so between twenty-five and thirty-five, depending on the strain or whatever. And I've just been really impressed with their work. So it, right it just on. yeah, I it's dope that I'm gonna look for Puffin Farms now too, because. Uh, my lady does dabs, you know, and I'm more of a flower guy. So, mm-hmm. like, it, it's cool to – sometimes the guy who runs the flower has an oil facility, too. So, it's like – Right. They, like, it's it's the same brand and same farm. But it's uh, it's it's cool to shop for two different products at the, yeah. at the same store. I'm, you know, so. I'm more of a flower girl, too. I'm, I don't – I used to do a lot of dabs when I lived in Cal, uh, Colorado. And I think yeah. it's – I think it was just because, like, oh, my gosh, Colorado has some of the best prices ever. Yeah. I come to Maryland. I, you know, went through the whole deal. I got certified and all this bullshit. And, like, <laughs> I get to the dispensary, and I'm like, I'm like, what are these fucking prices? What? The, how can anyone afford this? I can And so I just stopped going to the dispensary. Like, I'd rather. You get better deals for the homie homeboys. down the street. Yeah. Yeah, that's well, exactly. Yeah. I'd rather help out my homeboy than to fucking. He has you. better shit, better shit with a cooler name for a fucking lesser price. You know what well, I mean? Well, like, I will say one thing. Like, if Black Market wants to stay alive, they need to tighten up a little bit. Just, just a little bit. Yeah, like at least at least know what the fuck you're selling people. <laughs> yeah, when I was in AZ, the second year I was there, I didn't have my card, and I had to depend on homies that I had from work and whatnot. Right. And it would just like I had to express to them when when they had something with a name, they would bring it to me, and I'd be <laughs> like, okay, yeah, that's what this smells like. You know what I mean? But I swear to God, Lady Furnish, I bought hemp at least ten times down there in the last <laughs> year I was there. Because they didn't know what it was. It mm-hmm. like had a it had a peculiar smell that wasn't normal, you know? Like and then usually you smoke it and you're like, nothing's happening. Dude, yeah. And I'm just I knew. And it was just like, fuck, that's that was the best I could get. It's like at least it's a little <laughs> bit terpy, but it, I I was wishing that I had like an essay homie with some bammer, because that would have been better off than than the hemp right. as far as helping me sleep and you know what I mean? So it just uh it is, man. Like I, I enjoy. I'm, I'm in Spokane now, and I haven't linked up with too many cannabis homies here. But I'm going to Portland in, in like a week or so, and I hope I can right talk to some bros. And uh, we're, we're, we're gonna do the cultivation thing at the crib eventually in, a, in a couple months. So I, uh, going to the store. There, there's some guys I'm impressed with, you know, and I'm like, mm-hmm. yo, this is some dope work. And the thing that I've, I figured out how to look for is the harvest date. Because a yeah. lot of times I'll I'll see the name or I'll see the farm and I'll be like, fuck yeah, and I'll order online. But it doesn't say the harvest date. And when you get there, it's like, it's all dark and fucking. It's right. Like, man. And and the, sometimes that's that's okay, but it's like, it was and green that, fucking, it was green fucking four months ago. You know what I mean? And now it's like the, crispy. The older and, it is, like it kind of changes it does to like yeah CBDV or something yes, like that thc degrades into cbn so CBN, that's if, if, if you if you're buying a strain that's super sativa dominant and you it was, and it's old it turns yeah, it, kind of indica. It, yes it does yeah. so like if if it was harvested a year ago the, the effects are going to be a lot different than you expect based on that's harvest true. day so that's that's, that's the thing i've been shopping for now is 
if, if it's fresh within the last month or two fuck it's fire you know what i mean mm -hmm. i'm glad we're talking about this because there's one thing i want to point out and yep. i'm calling out the the younger generation my, yes. our generation maybe but like i wish I, I wish the you know the demand in the market wasn't so much for like these high thc percent yes because it makes it's it hard for people like me who aren't trying to be like you know like because i like to smoke throughout the day yeah and i don't need something so heavy that's just gonna be like okay i can't even think straight you know and yeah. that's all it seems like people want these days well it, it uh, just because it, it tests that 26 27 percent doesn't mean it's gonna floor you either you know right. what i mean like I mean, it doesn't and it's, it's like terpene profile yes you can 14 percent sfv could and it right? might knock you out it's, it it's, might do yeah. the job it is that San Fernando Valley cut of OG Kush. When that would come through the store, any store I was working at, if they brought in a test or we had to test it ourselves, it always came back like 14 to 16%. Right. And and, and people would be like, yo, that's not going to sell. I'm like, yes, it is. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, watch. And, and and it would go. And I remember going, I was, I, I managed uh intake and inventory at this place called human collective in portland for a, a few months and um this guy brought some sfv in and i was like holy shit and he wanted 24 right and yeah. i instantly was like how many do you have you know what i mean and he was just <laughs> like i got two and i'm just my boss storms in like we're not gonna give him 20 and he just looks at me like talk him down you know what i mean like <laughs> i'm like Fuck, can we get two for 22 a piece and he was like yeah and i swear to god like he came back and got his money three days later like both of those packs were gone and my boss understood that i knew what the fuck i was doing after that which was cool but i remember i didn't work there forever it was a few months and then i moved yeah. on um it was like a year later i was at five zero trees it's it's a pretty they have a couple of locations in portland and they're dope they got fire on their shelf homegirl Catherine worked there shout out to Catherine. um i went in there and i was just trying to get a quarter ounce you know i had like 50 bucks and it's like they have the big jars, so they put the jar on the counter and open it and let you smell it. And I'm like, man, oh, let, me, let me look at this, this, and the SFV. And the guy, the, like, there's a young bud tender. I could tell he's brand new. You know what I mean? Because, like, he, he, like, looks at me and he's like, why do you want that shit that's 14%? <laughs> oh, and no. And, dude, like, it was like a movie. that They had an old man bud tender there. He's, like, you know, older than me, had the long gray beard and right. shit. Real, real, real hippie. Like, that's the guy I, I want to talk yeah, to. Yeah, like. He mobs in as soon as he puts the jar on the, and he hears the kid say this. And then he looks at me and he smiles and I'm like, I'll take a quarter ounce of that SFV. And the kid was just like, what the fuck? And, and the old man explained to him, he goes, he's shopping for terpenes, dude. Like he's following right. his nose. He's doing it the right it way. Yeah. Like you, it doesn't matter that it, it, it's fucking tested at 14%. That's going to do right. him how he wants to be done. And he's in a fucking sleep good, you know, and, and it's going to be all right. So Pay attention you know, to that. If you there's know? anything I learned from from being an alcoholic, which by the way I, I'm almost four years sober now, is is everything in fucking Good moderation. Everything yes. in moderation. Like I look at it like comparing it to beer and whiskey, or you know, yeah. beer and liquor or something. You know, you can you can have a glass of whiskey, but maybe keep it at one or two. Yeah. As that. A beer, you can like right now. I'm about I'm rolling another joint, and it's yeah. not like some crazy high, 
you know, strain that just knocks me on my ass. I could literally smoke this shit all day and like be yeah. cohesive and, and like, you know, yeah. I can function, you know? And, and dude, it's strange that you say that. Cause like two weeks ago I had, uh, this, this, uh, producer rapper homie from, um, Portland named six on the show. And it was my third day not smoking. It's like I got an interview oh, at a yeah. I got an interview at a casino in Idaho, right? Like a half hour away across the border. And so I was like, I was like, man, I gotta I gotta quit smoking. He's like, if you don't want me to smoke on camera, I'm like, nah, bro, do your thing, you know? And <laughs> I, I quit for a week and I passed the UA and I got the job and I showed up for the fucking first day and I was just like, This isn't for me. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I just wearing the uniform and, and going through all those motions and being in that place just reminded me of home and why I left. So it was just like, right. I've been just and doing in Instacart and shit in the city off my phone since then. And I'm, I'm happy, you know what I mean? But it just, it, after that week of not smoking, lady, right, French, was, holy shit. I was going to say like, second words of wisdom here. Dude, uh, like don't I'm, ever I'm, take a job that makes you take a piss test like yeah fuck that i've I, never I still i've never passed. taken a piss test except for that one time i got arrested I had <laughs> yeah yeah and and it was it was just like this isn't worth it for 13 dollars an hour to walk through this casino you know from 10 at night till six in the morning right it, like why just, do you care if i smoke it's not, not. yeah it, it just you know and i did i passed the, the the test to get the job but it was just like man I'm not going to get the job I want doing this job. Like right. I'm just not. So I'd rather just stay in the city and do my podcast. And Right. Yeah. My brother, yeah. He, my brother lives in Colorado now and he, he's getting ready to move back to Florida and like quit smoking and, and all this shit. And I'm just on the phone with him. I'm like, bro, are you okay? Like, yeah. Why would you want to do that? Serious, dude. It was like a time warp, Lady Furnish. It was like going back a decade in time and being like, "Holy shit, this is why I fucking left, dude." Right. But fuck, I don't want to be here. I don't go back home very often, but what yeah. I do, that's exactly how I feel. Same, man. And and I'm not hating on back home because it like both spots in Idaho are really close to Washington, so everybody has access. You know what I mean? And I love that. But it's just working there was like, damn, man. It's it's weird because I'm I'm educated, right? I'm an indigenous, yeah. I'm an enrolled tribal member that has a bachelor of science degree in public relations. But I have better options off of my phone in the city than I do with my tribe on the red. Right. You know what I mean? Which is strange. It's it's weird to do the math and be like, no, nah, do this. Don't mm -hmm. do that. You know what I mean? Like and, and it it's it, it bums me out, but uh I I'm not stupid and I can do math. So, uh, and, and, and I'm, I'm a vibes type person too. And it's like, when I showed up to that job on fucking Wednesday night, nobody was happy to be there, dude. Right. Like, oh, I've had jobs person. like that. And until like, there was one person, she was a chick on the, uh, the crew. They were changing the cash between there's like boxes of cash that they pull out of the cash machine, the, the slot machines. And then they put a fresh one in there. And so they bring this fucking big ass iron cart through and we as security guys, security guards had to monitor and make sure nobody's trying to jack or anything. And the one girl on their crew, she just kept cracking jokes on me. Like you got to work on your dance moves. Cause we have to spin it around and, and stand a certain way. You know what I mean? Oh, and she was no. just laughing at me. So that was the only person, you know what I mean? That was like, <laughs> it seemed like she was just trying right. to make the yeah. best of her situation. Dude, yes. And so it was just like, 
if I stay here, I'm gonna fucking talk to her because she's cool. But it, it just, I couldn't stay there, man. Like I was just, I'm just passing through. Thank you guys for giving <laughs> me the opportunity, but this job is not for me. And you know, that, that's just kind of the way it went. So right. So what do you think about this whole mushroom movement that's going on? I think it's that- dope, dude. Like I, I like mushrooms a lot. Um, I went to a show in the gorge in 06. Uh, we saw a tool in 06 at the gorge, 10,000 days tour. And it changed my life. I was on mushrooms, changed my life. Like, seriously, I, I wasn't the same person going into there that I was going out of there. Right. Yeah. So it, it was really dope. But like, as I got older, when I eat mushrooms, dude, it's like my whole fucking body. You know what I mean? <laughs> like when I start peeking, like if I'm around people, sometimes I have to go into my room lay down on the bed and cover yeah. my head. I have to cover my face with a towel and just lay there. And people will come in and check on me like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I just gotta <laughs> calm down. I'm laughing too hard. Like, I just gotta calm down, man. And it's like, you look like you're waterboarding yourself. And I'm like, fuck, <laughs> so sorry. Like, oh, I just gotta chill out. And dude, but, oh, awesome. So in, in my, fun. yeah, in my adulthood, I like uh acid, you know? Acid is a okay. little bit better because I feel like, when I, when I get something nice, dope. Yeah, when I get something nice, dude, that's tight. When I get something nice, it's uh, it's just in my head and not my whole body. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's not like the government's going to be like, yeah, make some acid at your house <laughs> and here's the ingredients. So, but for shrooms, I think that's dope because it is. I think that people, I think that dosage is important. I think anybody listening who is going to try and take part in that, you don't need a lot, man. Right a gram and a half that's that's my limit now i've eaten an eighth i've eaten no heroic doses yeah no not anymore you know what i mean not anymore i I I think everybody should take the opportunity to watch that uh fantastic fungi that was incredible what is that is that on netflix or something um actually no you can go to the website and rent it it's 4.99 for like three days you can buy it it's 15 bucks fantastic fungi fantastic fungi.com and i think everybody and speaking of as you know i'm in the the district the the nation's capital uh i wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about what um what project that i'm currently working on here yes please do man pump up your cause yo and like, that is i'm, I'm um, sorry for bullshit man like no, tell no, me to no, shut up whatever you want that's why it, i brought it's, it up it's, it's your hour man like we do it every <laughs> week like i want i want you to get yours yo you know? so i'm a part of a campaign called decriminalize nature dc decriminalize and, nature dc yep you can go to our website decriminaturedc.org and get in- anywhere in the country if you phone bank uh you can go to our website and check it out also i just want to brag that our our community uh that that you know just never gives up we um we got the the board of election uh to change the law so that we could uh collect signatures online instead of in person because of the coronavirus Words. so so here's like the official petition here. Awesome. And we're like mailing them out and people are sending them back to How, how the, long how long is that going on for? How long are you collecting signatures for? We have the deadline is um 
like the beginning of July. However, well, if you send us the link for where people can go, we can put that in the description on the YouTube video. What's that? If, if, if you yeah, send me the link to where people can sign up or sign your petition, and we can post that on the YouTube video just in case anybody from your city or state is listening. Then yeah. they can click on the link from the YouTube video description and. DC voters, where would I? Where do I send it to? Sorry, send you know. It, send, it, send it to me on IG, yo. Send it on, okay. on on IG because then I'll have a record and I can uh I can add it after the fact because Mitchell handles most of that, but I can go back and and add stuff after because we both have a login for the channel. So gotcha. So I can send you that after. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We'll gotcha. put it in there. And okay. then, then uh, at the end, I'm going to ask you for your social media links and uh, anything else, and then pump that one in too at the end. Okay. Gotcha. Okay, I won't forget. Sure. <laughs> so, so what's what's the goal of your project, man? So remember that rider I was telling you about earlier by that yeah. congressman in Maryland? Yeah. Well, so like other uh, counties and cities in across the country, like Oakland. Um, see, Oregon's working on it right now. You got Denver who decriminalized it. So they were able to do that. Unfortunately, we cannot actually decriminalize these plant medicines because of the rider I was telling you guys about earlier. Um, so what our goal is, is actually to make it so it's the lowest priority for law enforcement so it would be kind of similar to jaywalking yeah like fuck there's there's more serious shit going on guy right so um you gotta be really uh, bored you gotta re you gotta be really bored to fuck with someone <laughs> for that you know what i mean <laughs> yeah really and it's, it's crazy you know it's the fda is saying that it's like breakthrough therapy and johns hopkins is coming out with all these studies and different you know research Dude, and things time like that magazine I, I was i was instacart shopping on friday and i was at safeway checking out buying someone's groceries and delivering them and i took a picture i'm gonna post it on my ig um this week but uh it was time magazine and it had a big ass picture of a nug and it said the medical movement and i was like <laughs> You guys are like 10 years too late, dude. Like it's know, the right? fucking wreck movement now. Like what the fuck? It, it's just weird. It's like I've been doing my podcast for a year and you guys are like like just who in the, who in the boardroom turned the tide? You know what I mean? <laughs> who showed up and was high and smoked one in the boardroom was like, "Yo, we need to start talking about this. You guys should all take a hit. You're not going to get high. It's CBD. It's hemp." <laughs> like I I don't know. Like whoever that guy is, Maybe, you know, I'm making him up right now, but right. maybe he exists. <laughs> no, and they're all over could get him the on the show, you know. They're the ones that, like, own the dispensaries and stuff. Yes. You know, the ones that have never yes. smoked. Yes, exactly. The Fucking ones chats. that are part of the community. My old co-host, Will, he would call him out. He goes, this fucking chads man <laughs> chads there you yeah go. that's his term for it you know Same. i call him that, i call him bammers bammers word <laughs> chad h bammer i'm, I'm gonna <laughs> write a write a song called that man so yeah we've got to get thirty thousand signatures and uh we'll be able to go out on the streets by how friday many, how many you got right now we've got we've got 310 but that's okay uh, because we're just getting started. Yeah, I'll do my we're best to share that link on, on my social media too. Like, uh, I will. I, I won't forget. People. 
And it has to be people from your state, though. Yeah, it has to be registered DC voters. But okay, so, if so, but like, if you want to help phone bank, you can be from anywhere. Okay, so we had this guy uh, Jason Ortiz on our show. I think it was like episode six or seven. He was talking about cannabis regulation, and he's a Puerto Rican kid, East Coast. Um, okay. A girl, a girl from Ares. She sang a chorus for me on one of my albums I put out in 07. Her name's Cody Riggers. Shout out to Cody Riggers for hooking me up with that guy. But that's her boyfriend, and he he's like a lobbyist for the cannabis, and it's like for the right reasons. You know what I mean? Like he's, right. he's like you, lobbying oh, good, for equality good. and stuff. So. <laughs> I'll send him the link too, and maybe he can share it on his uh his his company's um Twitter or something like that too, because they're they're out there. I think he stays in Connecticut, but he he's in D.C. doing. Oh, he's cool. always like he. It was that he had video of it. He was at uh like one of those meetings where there's all these people and they're you know official like attire, a, and he like, like he he spread like blood everywhere like like everywhere Ooh. on the counter and the floor and everything. like he i'm like holy shit dude I'm like sure this guy's up on on the internet yes like... jason ortiz jason ortiz is his name okay uh, very, very cool cat very awesome interview uh just yeah check him out like he uh i think he would be a good resource for you uh because he I, I he definitely knows a lot of people in in dc so gotcha yeah let's check him out yeah i uh i'm a fan of that guy's work and it, it just it's cool because he uh, you know he's uh puerto rican but uh, you know I'm, I'm i'm native american and he believes in the same things based off of his culture right. so I, I like that shit a lot you know i guess that would be a good segue into like what the whole title of this interview was called yeah yeah talk of man for real <laughs> like i was like i was for sure that you're going to be like an angry chick pissed off and bitching and moaning about this. You know what I mean? But you've been super cool and positive so far. So yeah, like have at it, girl. I've like, had a uh, lot of joints in me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but man. trust so, me, the, I do have that side. Don't, don't, don't no, get man. me wrong there. Tell them why you're mad, son. Tell them why you're mad. Real, I can get real you know? <laughs> Yeah, for real. Well, yeah, I guess. So like the, the title of the episode was what? Social or inequality. Yeah. And uh, I guess coming from coming from like the cannabis industry standpoint, I, I feel like there's a lot of that when it comes to, uh, you know, the licensing process and allowing, you know, colored people in into the industry. There's always like one obstacle or another. It's something or yeah, the man. other. Usually and, capital, usually capital. You know what I mean? Or, like, you know, uh, drug charges yes. that bans them from being able to apply. It's just, like, ridiculous. And, oh, where do I get started with the whole medical program? Like, yeah. I get it. I Trust me, I get it. I, I think that everybody who can who consumes cannabis is is smoking for a medicinal purpose, whether they know it or not. Exactly. Right? You can call it wreck all the fuck you want, dude. It's, but yeah, it, it is because you had a fucking shitty week at work or a <laughs> shitty day at work and you need to chill the fuck out when you're at right. home. And and this option is not gonna make you feel like shit in the morning. So I just I is. just really think that the medical program is <laughs> is elitist, you know. It kinda is. Yeah, I, yeah. I, like I had a childhood injury that allowed me to get my card, but it is, dude. Like I, 
Right. I mean, in Colorado. Access is important. Everyone needs access. Right. In Colorado, I think they're doing a good job. I know I've, I've read about a majority, like a lot of states that have some kind of like um, program where they are able to give discounts to veterans and, you know, people in low income and things like that. And I appreciate that. And uh, I just, with the medical program, you know, all the fees and like yeah. people should just be able to grow their own or yeah, get it for a reasonable price, you know? Yeah, I agree. Because like, I understand that's... that not everybody can or wants to like grow their own cannabis. Some people just don't have the time for it. They don't have the desire to do it. Yeah. They go to the store and buy it and call it a day i get that but at least give people options yeah and, uh you know people it's just the medical program is just helping people who weren't really being fucked with in the first place you know yes dude. like i'll tell you a story when i lived in maryland doing this whole political stuff my uh my good friend that i lived with uh in colorado uh came to live in uh, Maryland with us for a while to help work on the campaign with us. And him and I were uh, going to get some fast one night after (laughs) knocking on doors all day. And I happened to have some weed on me. And um, we were like right down the street from where we lived. And I get pulled over like the cops lights are flashing. So I pull over at the nearest gas station and um it just it went from like bad to worse the the cop claimed that he smelled weed on me i told him it wasn't you know there 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 was no weed smell in the car now my friend just so happens to uh had went to college with sandra bland in texas so he was like already just really traumatized by police he's a black man in america so he doesn't necessarily handle police encounters like very well i'm not saying he doesn't listen to them but he just kind of like gets really anxious and afraid (coughs) and the cops i don't know they just started kind of getting crazy with him and he was afraid and ended up they like drug him out of the car you know, just threw him on the ground, arrested him, charged him with all this weed that I, you know, admitted was mine. And they like threw him in jail. And I'm standing there, you know, still with the cops watching them take my friend away. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you can go now. And I'm, I was just like, what the hell just happened? Yeah. Like, dude. I just watched the police beat my friend up, yeah. take him to jail get all excited because they found a little bag of weed and then say you're free to go ma'am i was just i never felt so guilty for being white in my entire life no doubt man like that's it's it is it's terrible man and he sat in jail for two nights we bailed him out he went he was in and out of court for a year an entire year they they charged him with possession and in maryland um possession of over 10 grams you go to jail for that like isn't that fucking ridiculous 10 yeah. grams of weed it was is more, decriminalized. Than, more than 
Yeah, more than 40 grams in Washington when I was in college was the rule, I think. And then Idaho changed it to an ounce, I think, a couple of months after I caught my felony. I caught felony charges in Idaho my senior year of college. Right. Um, I had to, like, get continuances until I could get my last semester of funding. You know what I mean? And then I pled guilty because it's like, if I take this to trial, I'm probably going to fucking lose. And then go yep. to jail for longer. That's how they so fuck you. It is, dude. Like, that's, I I just, every single colored person in America, I'm like, fuck, dude. Like, yep. it's just something you have to accept most times, man. It's like, would you rather? And it's like, nah, I'd rather just sit the, the lesser time and not deal with the stress. You know what you I mean? You got it's a like bunch of money with- and you know, the new picks it up. And like, you're, you, you might be good to go. But other than that, like, we tried to, we tried to bring awareness to what had happened to my friend. You know, we uh, we had a few um, news people come out and interview him after uh, his like first couple of court appearances. But I want to say they 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 charged him initially with um, possession of over ten grams paraphernalia because wow. I had a little pipe in there. And mind you, this was my fucking car, my yeah. car. My license, like, and they, you were claiming even, it too. You were claiming exactly, ownership and, too. And like, tell me, fuck, that's crazy, dude. Tell me why they're even asking him for his ID. I'm the driver. Yeah, you're pulling over me for apparently, and they said I was past the white line on a stop sign. And and I just gotta say, you're a pretty pretty solid chick for trying to take the charge, and then they still and let you do it. So like that's. Well, what happened was, because like I said, they they charged him with possession, paraphernalia, and um, obstruction of justice, or obstruction of, yeah, obstruction of justice. And so the first court appearance, um, you know, they had, no, it wasn't the first one, it was like the second, and the second one, they actually took him back to jail. So what happened was they had all three cops that were there they had all of them take the stand or whatever and then they had me take the stand and i admitted and you know to everybody and the judge that the weed was mine and that they had arrested the wrong person blah 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 blah. so they dropped the possession and the paraphernalia charges and they hit him with obstruction of justice and boom threw him back in jail and mind you Uh. they waited they waited until he was the last person to be called up there Dude. So and they those were court letting, dates suck. They were man. letting people go that were you know drunk driving and shit like that. They were just you pay a fine and you can walk. It's like what the fuck? It's crazy. And not to mention, I want to throw this statistic out there. When uh so Maryland passed medical in twenty seventeen. In twenty eighteen, even after medical passed. 18 over 18,000 people got arrested possession in Maryland. What 98% of that percent of that number in Baltimore was African American, dude. 98 98%. Fuck, man. How many white people are out there? Not many in Baltimore, yeah, but still, it's like, fuck, dude. Like that that's terrible dude like uh yeah. so i just want to throw that out there like thank you thank you for pro- pro- providing some numbers too like we people like that think shit, that like I, okay i support legalization but if it's not done the right then what's the point in doing it you know we can't keep writing laws that are all to benefit people 
that look like me. Yes. You know, I, I look like it too, man. And I, I gotta, you know, I gotta say that out loud too on my podcast. <laughs> I am like, I got called white boy growing up on my reds. You know what I mean? Like it's, I accept that. But uh, the only time I really was fucked with was in Idaho or around my res, you know what I mean? Mm. Cops would see my feathers hanging from my rear view and instantly fuck this kid. I know he has something on him. We're going to shake him down. We're going to fuck with him. And uh, when I moved to Oregon, it was totally the opposite. When a cop pulled me over and I had my card, are you over your wow. possession limit? And I pull out my fucking bag of weed and I had like a quarter ounce. Like, this is what I got. It's like, yeah. all right, continue on your way. You're not supposed yeah. to. You're not supposed to drive under the speed. I was driving 64 in a 65 in the left lane or something. And they pulled you over for that. Yeah, and I was like, he had to be bored, but he would just like, wow. this kid is being safe, you know. And it's it's just strange because coming from Idaho, like I knew I was going to jail if I was in the next state over, you know. Right. And, and, and in this state, it was like, <laughs> you're cool because you have this piece of paper and you paid the dollars and. Like, it just showed me that, yeah, government red tape sucks in most situations, but in that situation, going through that process, and it was worth it, because it was right. like, holy fuck, and it, it it's cool, because I felt, like, special, but I also feel like everyone in the country should have that same feeling of not being in fear or paranoid when they get right. pulled over just because they have weed on their car or in their oh my person, gosh that was know? the best that was the best thing about living in in colorado and living here yeah. in, in dc is like i can have weed on me and nobody gives a fuck yeah you know man. like no one fucking cares what is the big deal i smoke weed in public in dc all the time and you know what me and my friends say that is the smell of freedom yes it is man <laughs> hell yeah Goddamn right man because because for real like and i say this every show almost if if it comes to the topic but i i feel like federal legalization needs to allow for people to grow their own you know because most people are gonna uh they're they're gonna go to the store but you need to have the option to grow your own too that's what i would right like to do. i want to let's see i know you guys want maybe oh tight <laughs> That's your spot. You got plants going? Yeah, so upstairs I've got we've got a bunch growing up there. Tight girl, tight. And, and back here is the garden where we've got like vegetables growing and flowers. Very fucking cool, yo. Yes. And we got fire pit. Dope, man. <laughs> we have Dope. lots of plants on here for sure. The excellent use of space, Lady Furnished. Excellent. Yes. <laughs> trying to be, trying to use my green thumb this this year. Save, bad save. It's been getting still cold up here in Spokane like a bitch. Like the past week, it was like fucking 40 degrees, fucking stormed, raining and shit. So I'm like, yeah. man, I feel like I'm just going to have to get some starts and do, do the garden in like a couple more weeks when I'm sure it's going to be warm enough to not. It's still a little it chilly over here too. Yeah, it's fucking cold. We'll have too. like we'll have like a couple really nice hot days, and then and then it'll rain and be cold. Yeah, and it's all windy, and it's very interesting this year. Yeah. So, uh, what what else would would you like to share as far as uh like cannabis inequality and, and whatnot? Like we're we're almost to an hour. I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I know it's late over there, and then uh. I know Mitch and Jess got to shake <laughs> on too sooner or later, you know, so 
I would just say, you know, let your voice be heard. Like, be sure to vote, especially when it comes to local elections, because, yes. uh, you know, your your local delegates are you can actually build relationships with and, you know, get laws passed. Like, I I go and lobby in Annapolis all the time, and uh, this year we... Uh, accomplished, or we were successful in raising the decrim limit to uh, an ounce. So it went from 10 grams to an ounce, and we are uh, still battling. We almost got the expungement bill passed, but the governor vetoed it. Um, Damn it. Yeah, but we're going to try to override it, what uh, one of the delegates has discussed with me. Um, But yeah, I would just say, like, always be involved. Like, don't ever think that your voice is too small. Just try to be involved in your local community as much as possible. And, you know, if you want to see change, it starts with you. No doubt. Good advice, Lady Furnish. Good advice. Thank um, you. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, serious, man. Good good vibes. And, uh, like, I got to send this episode to Jackson. I don't know if he's listening, but he, he was my old boss, my old roommate. And, real cool cat who's about that political process and right on yeah oh yeah and the plugs don't forget if you want to get involved it's decrimnaturedc.org check out the website check out our social media decrimnatureDC I'm Lady Furnish you can find me on Instagram Twitter and Facebook I also have a YouTube channel that um, unfortunately I haven't been very active on lately because life has been extremely crazy it's all uh, good. but yeah lady furnish you can search me and find me anywhere awesome yeah uh hit, hit us up loot like uh, c- can we have you have you back sometime like six oh, months after, sure. after the really... bill passes you know like, we'd be <laughs> like yeah man chalk it up as a dub like yeah after it passes I- i'm totally down to the podcast Okay, cool. Well, we really uh, appreciate you taking the time to uh, let us interview you on our show. And like, yeah, thanks for having me. It was yeah, it was dude. Serious, like good, good vibes. And shout out to Callie, man, for yeah, for, hooking for sure. It up. Thanks, thanks. <laughs> yeah, um, and and that's her social media, ladies and gentlemen. With that, I'm gonna do my outro dance. This was. The 58th episode of Concerned Dads Podcast. That was your host, Katie M. Kane. Our guest tonight was Lady Furnish. She is a lobbyist and activist for the cannabis community and equality in the cannabis industry. I got to give a shout out to my guys in production, Mitchell Wilson and Jesse Curry. This has been a Main Node and Joseph Street Enterprise production.